Looks like we are live. Good morning, good morning, good morning, world. And welcome to the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast. We thank you all for tuning in with us as we get our morning started. And of course, as we get our weekend started, uh, we are talking about the latest and greatest sports topics that has touched our hearts from this past week. And it is always a blast every weekend. As a reminder, we want to remind our audience uh, that we can be found on Facebook via the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast. Uh, we can also be found on the face, well, the via the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast page on Spotify is the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, as well as the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast page. Um, I said that twice or three times already as well as our own Facebook pages uh, via Brandon Price and Jamar Goodman, amongst other streaming platforms. Um, today is March 27th, 2021, and we have seen yet again an interesting week in the sports world, where, as example, we have saw Mr. LeBron James. Um, yes, I'm actually in the process of tagging right now and making public. Um, so let me actually get that out the way and get you going so we can get started on that and all right that's the first key so now you're tagged brother and we're good yep and once I finish, you know, our script, then we can get going. All right. So uh, the early morning sports talk podcast uh, isn't perfect yet. Uh, we are always in the works. And so we want to say again, good morning, people, and welcome to the early morning sports talk podcast. Uh, thank you for tuning in with us this morning as we conversate about the latest and greatest sports topics that has touched our hearts from this past week. It is always a blast every weekend to tune in with you all and to just have a good conversation. Uh, as a reminder, every week, we always like to begin our podcast by reminding our audience that the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast uh, can be found on Facebook via the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast page. On Spotify is the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast. YouTube, Apple Podcasts as the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast, as well as our own Facebook pages via Brandon Price and Jamar Goodman, amongst other streaming platforms. Today is March 27, 2021. We have yet again seen an interesting week in the sports world. Well, we saw Mr. LeBron James be ruled out indefinitely, but the news here is looking like, uh, Jamar, that LeBron will only be out for a month. And so him and AD look like they'll be back by the postseason. Uh, Although uh, we, we, you know, his, let's say his health is still in the air, but as long as I think he's about 80 to 90%, um, can the Lakers make a run? I mean, the West definitely has gotten better. Uh, Mr. Deshaun Watson, uh, he has gotten hit with more lawsuits now at a total of 16. And so Jamar, I know right now we are taking up for our brother here, but 16 lawsuits, that's a lot. The NCAA tournament in full effect with the Big Ten yet again disappointing. 
And you stated this, Jamar, the early morning sports talk podcast special. If a Big Ten team don't make the final four, it's a big disappointment. Now, right now, it's not looking good with Michigan being the lone representative uh, that is pretty much, you know, representing. We mentioned Michigan State as being a dangerous team, but they lost to the other dangerous team, UCLA, which possibly Michigan State could have been in a place if they would have taken care of business in overtime. Um, Yep. And so the Pac-12, surprising, however, with uh, four teams in the Sweet 16. The Chicago Bulls. I see you with your Bulls hat on. Represent, represent. Acquiring Nikola Vujovic and AF Aminu alongside uh, well, we traded Mo Wagner to another squad, but we got Troy Brown and we got the center, Daniel Tice, from the Boston Celtics. I like these moves. And lastly, the women's NCAA tournament slowly leading to a collision course between the traditional powers of UConn, Stanford, and South Carolina, alongside some strong outliers such as Maryland, North Carolina State, and Texas A&M, as well as the Los Angeles Clippers trading Lou Williams back to Magic City and social media dogging out this brother by the name of at Derek Jackson. And with that being said, introducing my brother from another mother, Mr. Jamar Goodman. Good morning. How are you, sir? I'm doing pretty good. Doing better than Derek Jackson, but nevertheless, I'm doing pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And so with that being said, we thank you all for tuning in with us and let's get right into it. And so let's start this uh, morning out with NBA free agency and the moves that have been made. Uh, Saving our Chicago Bulls. Uh, for a later segment. But let's start out first with a team that you think has improved tremendously during this deadline to make themselves a serious contender. Oh, man. There's plenty of winners out here. Um, I'm going to let you – we're going to say the Bulls for later. Um, I'm going to pick out the Denver Nuggets. I'm going to pick out the Denver Nuggets. So just in general, a lot of teams smell blood in the water. For uh, for them to have all these deals done, they 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 found, you know, the, the top tier teams vulnerable right now. Oh, yeah, and, especially with this injury with LeBron and AD. Exactly. And so a lot of teams, you know, a lot of teams made made a lot of deals that's like you sitting here sitting back like wow like they're going for it they're going for it they're going for it but i'm gonna highlight the denver nuggets uh on this one so denver has always been like you know one player away like just just knocking at the door of actually being a like a serious contender in the western conference mm-hmm. and i felt like they did getting Aaron Gordon for what they gave up, which wasn't too much. I mean, Gary Harris was probably the main person in that trade, which Mm -hmm. at this point has become a little bit expendable between his health and the emergence of Michael Porter Jr. and Will Barton being back in the lineup. Mm -hmm. So we already saw what Jamal Murray and Jokic was about last year in the playoffs. We had an epic first-round series that went seven games. Jamal Murray balled out. They came 
once again down 3-1 against the Clippers and took care of business unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. And then they, you know, came across the Lakers and got snagged. Right. So, you know, them adding Aaron Gordon to basically replace, I think, Jeremy Grant from last year, but who I feel definitely has a higher ceiling than Jeremy Grant. Mm-hmm. Like Aaron Gordon has like considerably like uh, improved his jump shot from three since joining. That's, that's that's really really good because that was his one weakness. Yes, it was because he came in just you know a big athletic guy. They thought he was Blake Griffin two point but mm-hmm. he's turned out to like you know get that jump shot a lot quicker than Blake Griffin did. He can mm-hmm. still, you know, he he's still a threat on the offense uh, interior. Defense wise, he, he you know he's athletic enough to you know bother some guys. Yeah, he he can give you problems. He can, and you know he gives you know kind of like a scapegoat to 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 the Joker down there now, right? So it's not like just Jokic by himself. He has another another guy that can you know take pressure off him on offense and defense. And the lineup of. Jamal Murray, Will Barton, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, and Jokic is just as formidable as anybody in the Western Conference right now. And so you take into consideration the playoff experience that they got last year that nobody expected them to get to the Western Conference Finals, plus this mm-hmm. addition here to you know solidify their starting lineup. And then they also got JaVale McGee, which I feel like is a key, key reserve off the bench with championship pedigree who knows how to win. He's not Shaq in the fool anymore. Mm-hmm. He played in Denver once upon a time. Like that, that, that was a great move in my opinion as well. So you have big bodies to go along with the guard play to go along with the wingman and Michael Porter. Jr. Like, and I, I don't remember where they are in the Western conference right now, but with the Lakers in their current position and a couple other teams like the Clippers, you know, making moves like I, I know last year we we thought it was gonna be like a gauntlet in the bubble, but mm-hmm. this year, the way it's currently constructed, it's turning out to be something for sure. It, it is, it is, and you know this yeah. reminds me of uh, the Dark Knight. I'm pretty sure a lot of people saw that movie, The Dark Knight, where mm-hmm. basically <laughs> Joker basically had those three guys having tryouts <laughs> who's gonna be in his crew when he broke the pool stick. That that's what it feels like. Like somebody's gonna have to come out alive in this. I don't know who right now, but it's about right. to be crazy. Yep, I- I'm with you, man. And I, I take what you like, for instance, um, Denver being, I think they're about fourth and fifth, but you take Denver now, you put a vulnerable Lakers team uh, with the injuries of AD and LeBron. LeBron is supposedly ruled out for a month. Let's hope for that, but it could very well be more. Um, especially depending upon if he comes back, if he's not a hundred percent healthy, if he's not even 80%, Jamar, um, that spells for trouble for the Lakers because they are that that's the thing about it. Like LeBron, he's good at getting a lot of guys on his team that can play their role, but without him, they have no role. And it's always been that way with every team he's pretty much you know played with. Uh, they suck without him outside of pretty much that Heat team. And so um, it's sad for LeBron. It really is. And you see how 
the Nets going to get everybody. They get all these hoopers. Clippers go get all these hoopers. And LeBron just always stuck with me at mediocrity. And somehow, some way, he just maximizes it. Um, and that's really, really sad to see for me as a LeBron fan. I love LeBron. I love his greatness. But to answer this question, I got to go with the L.A. Clippers. Um, I like uh, – and shout out, by the way, to um, the L.A. Clippers organization for trading uh, Lou Williams back to Magic City. So now <laughs> – Lou Williams can go get all the lemon pepper wings he wants. Um, but we'll talk about that team because they're pretty hot right now. Um, but the Clippers, man, you know, the only thing I got to say about the Clippers, bro, is I wish they would have did the trade in the offseason. Because if they would have did the trade in the offseason, they could have had John Rondo and kept the Williams. thing with that is he wanted his money, though. And that's why he took mm-hmm. that's why he chose Atlanta. So right. they got the guy but, he wanted all along, but. I mean, he played Atlanta real bad, then because he gave him a half a season. <laughs> that is like, that's, that's, I guess that's the American hustle, huh? Like, <laughs> get your coins. <laughs> get your coins, get what you can get and bounce. And he definitely got him some uh, lemon pepper wings and a nice paycheck and he bounced. And so um, <laughs> he took it on the plane with him. <laughs> he got the plane from Magic City and took it on the plane guess, to L.A. <laughs> I guess so to go chase another chip. And so uh, the Clippers, I think they've just been one player away all season, bro. Like um, he brings leadership to that team. He brings defense. He brings toughness. Uh, he brings that championship pedigree. And we know how Rajon Rondo lives his life in the playoffs. And so the Clippers now, they have a real point guard. Patrick Beverly, Chicago guy, West Side, we know about him. But Patrick Beverly ain't that point guard to where he's not on the level of Rajon Rondo. Let's put it that way. Of course. Um, he He's a nice defensive guy. He can get you a couple buckets and get you some heart and passion. But Rondo is a mechanic. He's he, he, he fixes defenses. He fixes your offense. He keeps guys in check, and he gets buckets when it matter most. Rondo is dangerous for this team. Alongside you put now, you can free up Batum. You can free up uh, even Luke Kennard, who's averaging about nine points. He's a disappointment, but he still can shoot the rock. Uh, you put these guys along with the rest of the pieces. Uh, the Clippers can definitely be challenging now for the West. And so um, I, I see this team as definitely being improved a lot more and possibly – being a serious contender now, a real serious contender, not this team that we knew was going to get trounced in the playoffs, but a team that we know now can possibly come out of the West with all these other factors. These teams smell blood, just like you stated, bro. I mean, let, let's be honest really quick. I mean, Rondo was the, I feel like, the solidifying component for your Lakers team last year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they need a point guard play. And maybe, just maybe, you know, Pandemic P actually turns into playoff P because Rondo mm-hmm. will allow him to be playoff P. Maybe. Yes, absolutely. He takes pressure off these guys. So Ka- Kawhi and Paul George don't got to play point fours no more. Or a sm- like, you know, when I say a point forward world, I mean a point guard, basically bringing the ball up the court and, and doing all these other things. He can just get the ball in his set position, which Paul George loves to do on that baseline. As you know, yep. 
Same with Kawhi. Kawhi likes to get the ball in a you know, free throw line or somewhere in the middle of the court and do his thing. And so now these guys can do that with Rajon Rondo. Again. So, yeah. yeah watch out for the L.A. Clippers. They are a legit threat to come out with this entire thing. Um, all right. So just curious, a team now that has left you clueless. So we, we're talking about the improved team. Can you give me a team that left you clueless during this time? All right. I'm, I'm going to leave that one team to you. But okay. I was sitting here thinking, like, you know, there's a lot of winners. I'm like, I'm like, could it, could it be the Sixers that could be a loser? Nah, because they're actually the top of the East right now. They didn't really have to do anything. You know? And they just picked up George Hill. Yeah, so it's like, no, they, they did that. So I'm actually coming at the team that they was rumored to be with, with a bigger trade, the Toronto Raptors. Mm-hmm. And so Toronto is probably sitting around 10th right now in the East, below 500, doing a fire sale. Like, you know, they got rid mm-hmm. of uh, Powell and brought in Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood. Like, okay, it's a fire sale. But the yeah. biggest, you know, the biggest trade trip rumor going in was Cal Lowry. And at the end of the day, you kept the man. Right. So he's a free agency. I mean, he's a free agent at the end of this year. Um, rumor has it that he's looking around, you know, two years around fifty million dollars once he got get out there in the free agent market, mm-hmm. and so, so you, may, maybe they think they can sign and trade the guy, but if you like lose him for nothing, at this point, because you at risk of doing so, then you're gonna be looking like, what are you doing? Because this mm-hmm. team is is night and day from the team that won the championship two years ago. Right. I mean, Pascal Siakam hasn't lived up to to spicy P that he was a couple years ago. And, you know, you got rid of your front court. No surge, no Marcus all like the only thing you I mean, Van Vliet. I mean, he's been balling. But I mean, outside of that, like, what are you guys doing? Like you could at least there's I mean, your Lakers was rumored with him. And I think. I know for a fact the the Sixers was and the Heat was. I, I get the Heat why they didn't. They they did another move. Kudos to them because you know Pat Riley's always doing something genius behind the scenes. But nevertheless, mm-hmm. Toronto like like it's crazy because a month into the season I picked them not to make the playoffs. But if they lose out of Kyle Lowry and don't get nothing back from him, like they're gonna be at the bottom for a while. Yep, they're gonna be pretty much a rebuilding franchise. <clears throat> Um, yeah, and so Toronto right now is not in a good position, but I want to talk about the Los Angeles Lakers. You just lost LeBron to an injury that rules him out indefinitely. You know AD is fragile as Derrick Rose almost. I mean, like, literally, you touch AD the wrong way, bro. You watch the games. You touch him the wrong way, he's hurt. He, that, bo- that boy's hurt. And he's limping and crying. like He's, he's you, a finesse player. <laughs> I'm telling you, you touch AD the wrong way, that boy's hurt. Like, the Lakers, y'all didn't make no moves. I mean, none. Like, you, they didn't even really try to go for Kyle Larry, according to reports. Like, these were rumors, and that's all. That's it. Like, Kyle Lowry could have literally – giving this team a lot of 
you know, cushion Jamar uh, during this time frame of these guys being out to keep them in some type of basis of being relevant, you know, until these guys come back. Like uh, Dennis Schroeder, uh, I see why uh, he wasn't all that for me in Kansas. I mean, Oklahoma City. And he was all right. He was all right in Atlanta. He was pretty good in Atlanta, but he was all right. He he had weaknesses, you can see. And now with the Lakers, like, he's just, he's not consistent. He's definitely not worth the money. He's not worth what he's being paid. And they signed him to a pretty big contract this uh, earlier in the season, um, which I was sitting there very confused on that in the first place. Uh, so you could have got Kyle Lowry. You didn't get him. DeAndre Drummond was available. I don't know if they can still get him in a buyout market. They mentioned that this is a possible. Go ahead. Yeah, they're 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 linked to him, but he's also like linked to other teams as well. So including the Nets. Yep. Just like I said before. So I mean, we'll we'll see how that goes in the next like uh, two to three days. Right. The Nets are sitting very, very good uh, right now. And they are looking like they are going to cruise to the chip. Uh, they just got they, they got everything. Uh, but as far as the Lakers, you see what the Nets are doing, right? You see what the Clippers did. You see what the Nuggets did. You see what the Sixers are doing. You even see Milwaukee get better, right? You even see Miami get better uh, with getting uh, LaMarcus Aldridge is highly rumored to go to the Heat. And they just uh, picked up Victor Oladipo. So these are now two offensive options, buckets, that you can put with Jimmy Buckets. And we see the Heat now trending to where we thought they would be the team that we thought they would eventually become to be um, outside of a slow start. And now they are dangerous. They are shutting teams down. And they are hard to score on, bro. They are hard to score on. And now you're putting these two vets in that can give you a nice, good run for the playoffs. Just once again, world, a nice, good run for the playoffs. We ain't asking these guys to be here for 10 years. We asking these guys to give us a nice, good run. You know how you play, you hoop? You be like, all right, let's get one good run in. Let's get one good run in. This is exactly what they bring in Victor Oladipo and LaMarcus Aldridge in. Let's get this one good run in. And so these guys will defend. They will defend in one good run of a playoff run. And so I want to point out to the world, do not sleep on the Miami Heat. I know that the Brooklyn Nets are very, very talented and that they are pretty much a lot to win according to numbers, according to the bets and all this other stuff. But it's going to be some teams that's going to give them some hell. And that would include the Miami Heat and the Philadelphia 76ers. Go ahead. I mean, I was going to say, like, the way that – so I'm going to wait to LaMarcus and Drummond officially sign. But I'm I'm on I'm about like this close to saying you don't see the Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals, mm. like as a lock, right? Because you know they started out seven and fourteen, COVID hit them bad, and they you know they sprouted right back up in the standings. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, I don't know if they won the loss yesterday, but they're they're you know right in the thick in the middle of the pack there, mm-hmm. and you know they making moves like this, they they getting guys that you know that's gonna fit into their culture, they getting. You know, they end up with uh, Drummond or LaMarcus, you know, that helps Bam out a lot because, you know, Bam's undersized. But, you know, those guys can actually, you know, be productive around the rim and and get mm-hmm. your buckets on the post and stuff like that. So, 
Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the heat, you know, and they got a whole bunch of bucket getters, like guys that can create their own shot in the backcourt and some true. on the wing. You have at least a good five of them now that can go out and get to get their buckets in. Probably those five can actually possibly catch fire and win you a game. <laughs> out oh, of nowhere. Yeah. And, and, and this is the dangerous part about the heat. I always say the dangerous part about the Miami Heat ain't even giving me buckets. It's Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero. You put everything else into the place, but you got them two right there, and they can get Steph Curry, Clay Thompson hot. It makes it a lot to deal with, a lot to deal with. And the Miami Heat are looking to be extremely dangerous, especially with all these pieces that they are now putting together, along with the culture. (laughs) I'm very, very interested in the Eastern Conference playoffs now. Ooh, and they're the defending Eastern Conference champs. People are forgetting about that. They are. Mm-hmm. And right. they retooling just to let you know, like, hey, we defending our crown right here to get back to the finals. So absolutely. Yeah, it's not gonna be easy for anybody. Not gonna be easy. So um Lakers, you better at least try to go for Andre John and get some rebounds or something. Therefore, you can get some type of second chance shots for AD and for LeBron. Um, maybe for KCP as well. Um, because outside of that, Kyle Kuzma, he ain't gonna cut it. He just not gonna cut it. Um, so yep. All right. And by the way, I just want to tell the Los Angeles Clippers that they are bogus for trading Lou Williams back to Magic City. I guess now he can go get him Jamar some lemon pepper wings, all he won't now. Um, and, and so that's really, really good for him. But on the basketball perspective, for an Atlanta Hawks team that's pretty hot as of late. Do you think that this could be a pretty good trade for the Hawks and help them make a playoff run in the East? You know, you know, Lou Will, he he said in a post, like, he he almost retired mm. because of that trade. He almost retired because he, he felt like a certain type of way of them shipping them off. But then, you know, wow. people, I guess his fans, you know, let him know that, you know, he he's still legit. He can still get it done. And so mm-hmm. he now he's embraced the coming back home because that's where he's from. That's where he's from. Lou right. Willville. That's where he's from. And so, mm-hmm. you know, Atlanta desperately needed like buckets off the bench. Like his playing time was mm-hmm. cut down this year with the addition of Luke Kennard. And you know, we look. I don't know why the Clippers. Yeah. Yeah, they that that whole move wasn't good. No, but but for the Atlanta Hawks, whose offense like like goes considerably like well, it it decreases once Trey uh Trey Young goes to the bench, bring in Lou. Lou's about to go about to start getting buckets again. Mm-hmm. Lou Newville is about to be a real thing in that arena. So yeah, this trade helps them a lot. Andy you know, back they, home. Yes. And you know that team's been on fire since Nate McMillan became coach. So I feel like they're probably gonna solidify them being in the top eight and get a playoff spot when it's all said mm-hmm. and done now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, Atlanta's one of those teams that they, 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 they can put up some points in the first round, man. They, they can definitely put up some points in the playoff series. That's one of those teams you probably don't want to see. Um, I'm, I'm, and 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 this is why, bro. Like, I had to put it out there with your approval. Is with the Atlanta Hawks, you have a number of teams we see in the East that's kind of trying to reload, but they are hot. They are playing. They, they've been playing what I've been seeing them pretty much do the entire season, bro. I, I've been watching this Hawks team a lot on NBA TV, and they play hard. 
they defend, they are rough riders, they are young, they are hungry. Um, and I really love this DeAndre Hunter kid that came from Virginia that won a national championship a couple of years ago. That's with the Hawks. I love this kid, uh, Chris Collins, along with Trey Young and, and, and then the other kid from Duke um, that Cam can Reddish. get you some Cam Reddish that can just get hot and get you buckets. Like Hawks team, legit. And then you put them with a vet like Lou Williams that you can literally say, Trey Young, move. Let me just go one-on-one with this cat. Eat him for dinner. Like, this is what Lou Will does. And so, this is how he's made his living, Jamar. This is this is how he's made his living, like, feasting off of getting that one-on-one, being that six-man, and he can get right back in that role and get right back in it comfortably. And so, it completely opens doors for him again. And so, I definitely look forward to watching this team in the second half. Um, it will definitely be a collision course between the Bulls, the Knicks, the Atlanta Hawks, um, and possibly some other team that I'm possibly not think, thinking Celtics, of. Celtics, Pacers. Yeah. These teams will be colliding for this 5 through 10, 5 through 8, you know, process. And so I'm, I'm looking very, very much to all of this. Very, very much to all of this. And just seeing what occurs within each of these teams. And uh, as we approach this uh, final conclusion of the second half and get into the playoffs. And so very, very interesting stuff right here. All right. And so uh, this morning we are going to make things a little different here on the early morning sports talk podcast. We will have our Chicago segment. And although I am not happy with Chicago bears, it's really the only shirt that I had clean, so I'm going to wear it this morning, okay? Thank you for being real. Yes, sir. I'm just doing this, you know, because this is the only shirt that was clean. All right, and so don't get too excited, all right? Please, don't get too excited, Chicago fans. All right, uh, let's go through a Chicago sports segment, Jamar, on the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast. And, of course, we have to start it out with the biggest and best and brightest news of Chicago sports. And so that means starting with the Chicago Bulls. Chicago Bulls acquiring all-star, three-time all-star, Nikola Vucevic. And I love this move, AF, I love this move, AF Aminu, who can shoot that rock and defend your best player from the Orlando Magic, alongside another great move receiving uh, center Daniel Tice from the Boston Celtics. Mr. Jamar Goodman, I'm just curious. Do you like these moves? And do you believe this puts the Bulls in strong contention for a playoff spot? This, hey. this front office is aggressive, ain't they? I'm loving it. They are, they, man. Like this is something these two, that we, these two new cats ain't playing no games. They're not. A-K-M-E. These guys are not playing. We mm-hmm. we, we praised this hire when it happened in the summertime. We did. We we were so mm-hmm. excited. And then they mm-hmm. end up getting, you know, one of the probably the best coach on the market, Billy Donovan, you know, mm-hmm. maybe a little question marks, but his resume was speaking for itself at the time. This roster at the before the trade deadline was practically the same from last year. And yet this team like approach and competitiveness is night and day from last year. They, they've been hovering around Zach Levine having the best season of his career. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that loss, 
I want to say it was to the no, it wasn't. Was it the Spurs? No, it was. I don't know. When what, what, it's right, right before, is aggressive. right before the deadline. Okay. They are, man. Like right before the deadline. And so, you know, they lost, and it was like, all right, it's time to be serious about winning. So they went out, shipped off Wendell Carter Jr. Best of luck to you. Otto Porter Jr. They got rid of that man's contract. They got rid of that. Yes, that is a complete victory. I was so thrilled to hear him in his deal. Two first round picks this year's and the 2023. That's top four protected. This first round, this this our first round draft pick will be in the middle of the pack. I'm fine with that. We got we went ahead and got an all star. We got a legitimate all star. Mm-hmm. So this man, let's see, 24 points a game. He's 17 from the league in that. Almost 12 boards a game. He's fourth. He's fourth in the league in rebounding. Rebounding was one of our biggest weaknesses. It was a, it was our biggest weakness, Jamar. That was our number we one. He could weakness. not get rebounds for nothing. Wendell Carter can get no rebounds. You know, he has more rebounds. Nikola Vucevic has more rebounds than Wendell Carter Jr. And I think our second best person at rebounding, which is I think Thaddeus Young combined this season. He has more rebounds wow. than both of them combined. Wow. His player efficiency mm. rating is uh, 24.46, 12th in the league. This man is efficient. So you you trade for a legitimate all-star, Al Farouk Amino, like you said, he's a 3 and D guy. He mm-hmm. is. He's a great perimeter defender. He can knock, he can knock down the wide open three. And then not to mention Vucevic. I mean, he he's taking three, I think you know, about six, at least six threes a game, knocking them down at a high clip around 40%. Mm-hmm. Like, him and Levine, like, this is about to be something special. And he's an underrated passer, too. So, yeah. you about to see a lot of action, a lot of motion in this offense. And then, then us getting uh, Troy Brown, who is very, very underrated, who can yes. play some defense as well. Mm-hmm. So, we getting three and D guys out here. We getting guys that can get buckets. And then, our second business, biggest weakness was uh, – was rectified as well by getting Daniel Tice. Rim protector. Mm-hmm. You traded yes. for rim protector, which we gave up. You know, Grafford, like, you know, best of luck to you. I know you have potential. And we got rid of Chad Hutchinson, who never played. Get out of here. Yep, never played. Like, like these subtle moves, like, we, we didn't have to go out and get somebody super splashy, but these moves right here just lets me know that these guys want to win. You're going to see the Bulls in the playoffs. Yes. I'm excited. I'm I'm wearing all this Bulls gear, my Bulls hat, my Bulls shirt here. Like, Sir. I, I'm excited. Like, AK, they, they getting it done. And he also said that he wants to make Chicago attractive to free agents. And by doing so. And I'm loving this. They need to be serious about winning. And, yes, mm-hmm. we, Brandon, we in there. We in there. Somebody going to get their feelings hurt with a playoff spot. And it's not going to be us this year. Uh uh, and the Bulls, they said, hey, we don't want to miss this train. And I'm loving it. I'm loving it, man. Like, when it comes to, let's start now with our starting lineup. So, we can plug in now at our point guard. I think we can open this up now to Kobe White. So, I'm ready for him to start. Like, the buckets he gets, uh, Jamar. And I, I love R.C. Adano. I love this kid from Villanova. He, he works extremely hard. But we know who the best player is between those two. Oh, yeah. Kobe White can get cooking. You can put, I think, R.C. Adano on the bench 
Um, go ahead. You keep your boy there, Kobe White. Heart, defense. Yeah, he a little undersized, but he can get cooking. Um, we win here, guys, because we keep marketing. We keep Laurie marketing. And I, I still can't get over that rookie year and his second year, the numbers he was putting up in a borderline all-star, this kid. And now he's more free. He's just freer now. And, and you putting this alongside with Patrick Williams, who, yes, Jamar, this is turning out to be a very good draft pick. This kid will be the next Jimmy Butler. Uh, this, this, this kid is very, very legit here. And, and you putting that alongside with Troy Brown, with uh, Thaddeus Young, who's always been solid his entire career. Um, but when it comes to our five, Patrick Williams, Bujovic, uh, what do we do with the four? Maybe we can plug in Tice at the at, at center and maybe put Vujovic. Or I don't know who we plug in at the four, but I know with Vujovic now in there, or with Daniel Tice, we can play small ball. We can play big ball. We can do both now. We can absolutely do both. We could put Marketing at the four and put Patrick Williams at the three, or we can put Patrick Williams at the at the two, and we can put. Um, Levine at the three, put Kobe at the one, and, and, and you know, plug in uh, Markinen at the four. Like, we have options now. And so this makes the Bulls – they were tough as hell, as we know, this first half of the season. They were tough, but they are tougher now. Um, one of the biggest things that, that AK likes to do is to, like, to get players that's versatile, that can play multiple positions. And so we have a lot of that now. Right. These guys, just, and the players, they can play multiple positions and they don't just do one thing. So now, like you said, you can mix and match lineups. You can, it's easier for Billy Donovan to, to make adjustments based on the talent and versatility of the players that we have. Mm-hmm. So besides the competitive nature that we already got, we actually added talent to that. So so, yeah, don't be surprised if, you know, we start leapfrogging teams. I mean, we, we saw our two biggest weaknesses. Got a legitimate all-star that plays alongside Zach Levine. So we got two all-stars now. Mm-hmm. We have players that can defend on the perimeter now, which was a big issue a couple of years ago. We got bucket getters as well. So you got a young, hungry team that's ready to make a run. So not saying, you know, we're going <laughs> to go deep in the playoffs, but – we the, the path of getting back to a serious team is, is definitely underway. Absolutely. And let's not um, dismiss the fact that Daniel Tyson is averaging 10, 8, and 5 this season. That is very productive for the Bulls. And that can <laughs> that can be a lot of production, bro. Um, and let's not forget that this guy can shoot the three. He can shoot the three, but he can play inside the post as well. He can play that pick and roll. You can do some, you know, Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan stuff, that pick and roll. You know, you can do all this with Daniel Tice. And so uh, this makes us very, very versatile in a lot of ways. And so um, kind of reminds me a lot of that. Remember that young Bulls team, Jamar, when we had D-Rose and Joe Kim Noah, that was kind of that upstart. And we went against the Celtics, winning seven games. Like, oh, yeah. this, this is this – is, a similar team, I feel like that's going to be extremely tough. And then if I was Brooklyn, and if I was Philly, which we likely going to end up with one of those, they're going to have a tough run with the Bulls. They're going to have a very, very, very tough run. 
Yeah. I'm I'm I'm, I'm ready to put my boxing gloves on. Let's go. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so um I just, you know, we want to we want to point these things out because um as Bulls fans, we have dealt with obviously a good amount of disappointment, you know, as of late. Um dealing with, you know, various Chicago teams, including the Bears. But shout out to the Chicago Bulls for making things more brighter uh, within the city of Chicago. Um, and so, yes. All right. Well, that concludes our conversation uh, for the Chicago Bulls. But let's keep this Chicago train going. Last Sunday, brother, I'm at church online. And then I pick up my phone and I see what's happening in Indianapolis. We stopped, we talked, to, I, and I, we, I wanted to bring this up last week, bro, about Loyola and how dangerous they could be. Um, and so um, <laughs> they put the clamps on Illinois um, in one of really one of the most epic upsets I have seen in a long time. I've seen a lot of upsets. This was epic, bro. Um, and one of the most epic upsets I have seen in NCAA tournament history. Imagine going to U of I and sitting next to your cousin they go to Loyola. Just imagine that right now. And, 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 and them bragging to you, like, my little school from up north beat your school. Big old U of I. Like, I just want to know, Jamar, what happened during this game? What, what, what did Loyola do uh, to show the world that um, they are, you know, they're dangerous. And so just curious, how did they take advantage of U of I and put a beat down on this team pretty much from tip off? Oh, I mean, it's like we discussed, like, and more so like you mentioned, if, you know, Loyola did exactly, if they played their game and that one guy that you said, you know, was going to yeah. be a problem, which he was. Yes. Like, they, dude, they, they, I did, bro, they cooked them. Like <laughs> Illinois was sauteed. Like they they turned that into a buffet. Like it was a, <laughs> like I was I was watching the I think the second half of the game because it was already down at halftime. Matter of fact, I think they led the whole way, if I'm not mistaken. They they led the whole way, bro. I don't I don't know the point guard, but you know, he just kept getting a screen around the, the top of the key area. Yeah, you're talking about Lucas, you're talking about Lucas Williams, and he went to Whitney Young. He a Chicago kid. Gotcha. Yep. He kept getting that screen, kept getting wide open, knocking down that jumper. Seemed like the whole game, coach, the, the Illinois coach didn't make any adjustments at all until it was too late. They made yeah, no he got our like coach. He, he kept they kept doing the same thing and then expecting it to, to fizzle out, and he it didn't. So mm-hmm. we, we talked about how, you know, great coaching can, can you know, make a team very deadly. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, I, I even seen a meme from the, the, the big guy. I don't know his name, but they Cameron said. Cameron Crutwick. Cameron Crutwick. Crutwick. Kids from Alconquin. He's about 20 minutes away from my suburb. Gotcha. Yep. So it was like, he because he, they took a picture of this goofy look on his face. They said, when you got to beat. Illinois at 11, but you got to uh, open up uh, Ace Hardware at 2 o'clock. Like, he, he, he looked like just, a, just the average Joe out here just giving one of the top teams in the nation buckets and eliminating them from the NCAA tournament. You know that's real, too. The kid works at Ace Hardware, too. <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah, man. These kids don't got it like that. Like, he might not play in the NBA, bro. He legitimately might not play in the NBA. But, but you see what he does on the court for Lolo Loyola. 
Bro, yes, like shout out to them. I, I, it's like at this point, I hope they make a, a like a legit. I hope they run the table. I really do at this point. Yeah, I want to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm with you, man. Like Loyola, shout out to this program, Porter Moser. Of, uh, I just hope you know what happens with small programs. You might see this happen all the time, right? Where they take these small programs, the great heights, and then some big guy come get them. You know, a Duke, a North Carolina, or some, and so you know. I hope that doesn't necessarily happen with, um, you know, Porter Moiser to where they try to ship him off to a big old program. Um, but shout out to Lucas Williamson. He had a hell of a game. Uh, he outplayed my boy Ayo Dosumu. He outplayed him. And Cameron Crutrick gave enough problems. He gave enough problems to the big man from Illinois. Uh, he pretty much, you know, <laughs> he, he kept – uh, Kofi and check. And that's all you got to do. Like, you know, when it comes to the game of basketball, you, you got to just sometimes on the defensive end, just do enough to disrupt. That's it. And that's why you're seeing a small ball thing. Now you just got to do enough to disrupt. And he did enough to disrupt. And that pretty much turned out to be a big difference. And um, Loyola has been a great tournament team. We've mentioned this Shamar a number of times. Um, and we've seen it happen. Um, and it especially happens within the NCAA tournament to where if you got a lot of ones and duns going up against four-year seniors, Loyola, let's point out their roster really quickly, just from the starters. Lucas Williamson, number one, he's a senior, bro. Cameron Crutwick, uh, he is a senior. Uh, Ayer Ugak, he's a red shirt senior. Um, the other point guard, number zero, he's a sophomore. And then their other guard is a senior. So you put five seniors up against these kids who are talented. And I think me and you, Jamar, know they probably will have some good NBA careers, a couple of those kids from U of I. And they will be back again next year. But when it comes to the tournament, man, it's just any one, it's one game. It, it, it's, it's not about all this series. If this is a seven game series, I'll pick, I'll pick U of I, but Every time. right. In a one game format, this is the beauty of this tournament. And this is why you see literally four teams from the pac 12, as example, um, in the sweet 16 and big 10 just getting trounced, you know? Yeah. Uh, one thing I want to point out, um, this team, uh, the core of this team was part of that final four run a couple of years ago. So absolutely. They have that experience. They definitely have that experience. And so this is U of I's first tournament experience um, in at least 10 years. They haven't made the tournament and it's been at least like 2011 or something. Time. It's been a while. Yeah. And so Loyola definitely has more experience on the court. And they outplay you about very, very much. So um, just want to point out Loyola has Oregon State, a 12 seed coming up. Uh, Oregon State took care of Oklahoma State pretty handily last week. Um, and so here we are. We could very well um, have a Pac-12 uh, team in the NCAA, uh, definitely in the Final Four. Possibly in the national championship. Hey, you 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 gonna get one of the most random uh 
courtside people at this game, you're gonna get Sister Mary Jean, you're gonna get probably Gary Payton at the same game. Like this is <laughs> exactly and, and 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 um Michelle Obama, brother, <laughs> who used to be the uh, head coach at Augustine. <laughs> wow. Yeah, man. So you could very well end up having a star-studded event at the Oregon State Loyola contest. Uh, but shout out to Loyola. They are definitely defying a lot of odds, and I'm very, very proud to see that team do what they are doing. All right. Let's stay with Chicago. Uh, sad news. Chicago White Sox lose slugger Eloy Jimenez for five to six months this season. Jamar, does this hurt you as a White Sox fan? And does this hurt the White Sox playoff chances? What are your thoughts? Yes, I'm 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 hurt. I'm hurt. That that was sad. That's sad news. He he's definitely a slugger for us. Definitely. But he's a baller. He is. And playoff chances, of course. It, I mean, it definitely doesn't help. <laughs> it doesn't help. Um I think I think we're still, you know, formidable to to get the job done. Um, the, I would say it probably hurts the World Series chances, but mm-hmm. I, I still see us making it to the postseason when it's all said and done. I just hope he, you know, comes back in time and comes back and, you know, is fully healthy because at this point, we probably won't see the man until around September or so. So just hope, hopefully, you know, you know, we're taking care of business, putting, them, putting us in a position to where when he comes back, you know, we're not missing a beat and, you know, continue about our business. Right. And um, hopefully he can kind of do some recovery a little bit quicker than expected. That would be nice. And so in that case, if he can get back by July or August, um, we can definitely have him in shape for that run in October. And so um, it definitely hurts the White Sox uh, from a World Series perspective. But I'm with you. I think they are so talented from a bullpen perspective on to the talent on the offensive side of the ball uh the white Sox can certainly make the playoffs and you know do good justice in a division to where you know it's a pretty tough division you got minnesota um not really worried about detroit cleveland has letting go a few of their pieces and so that's kind of important here that cleveland has let you know they let go lindor to the mets that's a big one and so cleveland might not be the team that you know they used to be so it kind of opens up room for the White Sox. And so um, do it hurt their playoff chances? Maybe it hurts the seeding, but they can still get in. And we know in baseball, Jamar, it doesn't matter if you're a one seed or a, a wild card. It doesn't matter in baseball. Yeah. It matters about the team that's playing the best around yeah. that time. Hot. You, it's, it's tough to stop a hot team in October. It really is. Exactly, exactly. You asked the Florida Marlins from last year. It's just a number of teams that we've seen win the World Series. And so um, this is very interesting. So Deshaun Willingham, good morning, my brother. Went to Morgan Park with him. He stated that the White Sox will be World Series champs. We are hoping for it. And if Eloy Jimenez come back healthy, then we can absolutely make a run at the thing because the White Sox are loaded um, from the bullpen to the starting pitch and on to – uh, the offensive side of the ball. So um, hopefully the White Sox won't mix, miss much of a beat. Hopefully they won't, man. So, um, yes. All right. Let's talk about Chicago Bears. And, and I don't want to ruin your weekend as you – we were going to the weekend, Jamar. 
Okay, I don't I don't want to do this, okay? But we have to talk about the Chicago Bears, okay? We we got to. And so we we gotta at least just talk about the few acquisitions that they made, okay? They tried to do something. You know, Brian Pace is trying to do something. I think he's heard the reports. He, you know, he's trying to mend whatever he can and do whatever he can, you know, he's trying to make people happy, you know. So he brings in uh, Damian Williams, um, Kansas City running back, um, who had a pretty decent run with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, and it is highly rumored that Akeem Hicks will stay put in Chicago. So just curious, do you like this acquisition from the Chicago Bears? Does it help them uh, be a better team? Uh, Damian Williams, he, he's solid. I, I don't have a problem with it. I might actually, you know, give longevity to, uh, Montgomery and Cohen. Cohen don't have to be. <laughs> Jamal know. Allen, he said Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he was, he, he probably should have been low key in that game. <laughs> yeah, man, this is, but I'm confused. And, and so um, maybe you and Tori can help me. Yeah. This is this the same Damian Williams that set out? Like what? Because I yeah. thought it was two Damian Williams for the Chiefs. Or at least two. They have a Damian Williams and a Daryl like, Williams. Thank you. Thank you for that clarity, y'all, because um, I was confused. So Damian Williams is the guy that didn't set out. He the guy that played last year. No, no, no. Damian sat out. Damian – was in the Super Bowl when they won against the 49ers when he had that ah, So, yes, thank you, Torian. Yes, so this is that guy. I yeah. like this acquisition. I like this acquisition there. Because yeah. that's the guy I wanted. I didn't want the guy from last year. I wanted the guy from the Super Bowl. Yeah, that, that's the guy who All right. who could have made – who made a strong case to be Ooh, a Super Bowl MVP. Strong case for MVP. That's why you stated that, Torian. Yeah. I got it now. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like this acquisition. Yeah. It's it's solid. Like I said, you, you don't have to have Tariq Cohen as your uh, change of pace back anymore like that. Right. You can actually just kill the clock with uh, Montgomery and Williams now. Cohen, mm-hmm. you can actually use him as a specialist, probably what Cordero Patterson was trying to be last year. Mm-hmm. So, honestly, this is probably the best move they made all offseason right now. Yeah. I mean, it hasn't been much, but, you know, um, um, I, you know, I'm with Tori in here. He states he doesn't like it. It crowds the backfield. It really, really does. Um, you know, you really got two guys that are pretty much one and the same, uh, especially with this guy that was in a Super Bowl. But, you know, I mean, I guess in this case, Tori, right, it would take pressure off of Andy Dalton. So I guess we can run that thing a lot more with these three backs. You got to. You you this I mean, this is like gotta be our recipe here. Like like look, we have a quarterback that's worse than what we had last year. The running game helped the quarterback that we had last year. You got to run to be able to run the football. Also we've had health issues with running backs. We have mm-hmm. Cohen didn't play right. last year. Montgomery, I mean, I think he was banged up a couple of times. I mean, yeah, he was. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't hurt adding somebody, especially of this caliber who fits the system, the same system that Magnaggy runs. He fits that, and he's a proven winner. He 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 he's been on the Super Bowl team. I, I can't right. say any. I can't say if anybody else on the roster has been. So, 
Right, right, right. Um, I, I, I just, you know, it does make you crowd a backfield, uh, you know, Tori. And I see your point, Jamar. It doesn't help with the injuries, um, you know. And he stated we need a line. Anybody can be good or average behind the top 10 to 12 offensive line in the league. Yeah. I mean, um, I, w- I would say this. Like, the yeah, of course, uh, we, we need tackles for sure. The interior of the line is actually okay. But David Montgomery was like fourth in the league in rushing behind that mm-hmm. line. So it's just going to get better. So it's the pass protection I'm more so worried about than the running game. Yeah, uh, the Bears are um, looking to get a tackle out of USC as their first-round pick. Um, at least that's what's according to Adam Schefter. But then we got Mac Jones as a high proposal as well. And so this is the dilemma with the Bears. Who knows? Whatever we don't need, uh, Tori and Deshaun and Jamar, I think we can imagine that's what the Bears yeah, will do. they're going to go draft the tight end. Yeah, they're the gonna get round. another tight end, and, and they're gonna they're gonna pair them up. <laughs> they gonna pair we, them we, up. We're gonna run a three tight end offense. The tight end that we draft with Cole Komet and Jimmy Graham. That's what we're gonna run. We're gonna run a goal line offense all game. Yeah, they're gonna put the tight end. By, they're gonna put the tight end in front of the quarterback. <laughs> three tight end offense because <laughs> we can't pass protect. We're gonna have to put three tight ends out there. Toya said we're going to drop a middle linebacker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. <laughs> that is so like the Bears, bro. They're going to get somebody else. We're going to draft the edge rusher, the same side of Khalil Mack. That's what we're going to do. The same, the exact same side. They're going to draft a middle linebacker and put him next to Brooke Hospital. <laughs> they, they need to. The, they, they need to draft a GM with a first-round pick and draft a coach with a second-round pick. That's what they need to do. That is good material. Chicago Bears need to draft a GM with a first-round pick and a head coach with a second-round pick. Oh, my goodness, man. Y'all are funny. Oh, man. And so a corner is another one, man. You you – Really hurts to see Cal Fuller go. It hurts. It really, really hurts. That was like the nucleus of our team, man, was our cornerback, our safety, our linebacker, and, you know, having at least, you know, an edge rusher. This this was the – this one is eight games last year. Bro, I mean, we – honestly, we do need another corner now. Yeah. You know, since – I agree. Desmond Trufant is the replacement for Kyle Fuller. I, I, I love Jalen Johnson, but we, we need another corner on the outside. Desmond Trufant, I don't expect him to play no more than two and a half games this year. But his injury history, oh, man, Aaron Rodgers, just imagine. Licking gonna, his chops. He, licking his chops for the Bears. I, just licking his chops. Like, I know he, he can't wait. Even Kirk Cousins licking his chops. Dude. Did y'all bro. hear me? Kirk Cousins, that is Cousins. real. That is real. Mr. Empty Calorie quarterback himself is licking his chops. Dude, Cousins licking like, his chops. Yes, I'm about to score three touchdowns. Justin Jefferson, like, I'm about to have a 200-yard game. I'm about to transform into Randy Moss out here. Like, bro, exactly. They, no, no, no. Jared Goff is probably looking his chops out here. I'm talking about Jared Goff ready. I'm talking about they already looking. They, they can't wait. They're going to invite all their friends to the games on purpose. Like, 
Oh, the Bears are, are, are they are they are a tremendous Bro. organization. Bro, Kirk, Kirk, yeah, Kirk Cousins, Jerry Goff are like, hey, I got about a good 60 tickets for y'all. Y'all about to see me have a career mm-hmm. night. Yes. Invite your friends, get your popcorn ready. Invite your friends, invite your cousins, invite everybody, get your popcorn ready. We're going oh. against the Bears. And, and shout out to the Bears who shot, uh, who picked up Artie Burns. Artie Burns, uh, who was the catalyst. And Deshaun, you know about this brother playing for Pittsburgh. <laughs> Baker Mayfield tore him up last year. Oh, I mean, man. ripped him into, I, I, I mean, ripped him into pieces. This guy's equivalent to that cornerback for Green Bay that got torched to the NFC Championship. I don't remember his name. The number 21 kid for Green Bay. This is Artie Burns, the same type of guy. I mean, got torched against Cleveland last year. But, you know, Grand Pace, maybe he sees something in this guy. Maybe maybe he sees something in this guy. He answers Torian's question, and he's like, hey, we're going to get Artie Burns and Desmond Trufant, and I don't know, I guess he's going to work both of them in and place a cowboy. Now, I don't know. now we know Ryan Pace does not know what the bleep he's doing. We know. No. Come he, on, man. He, he, None he, of these moves are making sense at all. No, They're drunk. We should play that Mike Wilbon clip of, of, of him going off and saying that they're incompetent and need to be fired. That, that's what we should do. Mm. My God. You know what? I'm going to pull it up. I'm going to pull it up. Ooh. You know, because, like, um, this is just classic material. Dude, uh, like, 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 the whole fan base is actually, you know, the fan base is usually divided about what the Bears need to do. But the whole mm-hmm. fan base is, like, in unity on this, like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. This is bad. And I don't absolutely even, see. I, we I actually all agree at this. This is this is the amazing part. Like, bro, I, I I don't get it, and I and I try not to think about it. And you know, the Bulls make me feel feel give me the warm and fuzzies inside because I know what happens when you actually you know change a culture that's yeah. serious about winning. Mm-hmm. Like the Bulls gonna be warm and fuzzies. I'm excited to watch Bulls games. Like I am. Yeah. Like yes, this, a, shout out to the Bulls and White Sox who give us happy moments. They do. At this point, it's like I don't even want. I I don't think I'm tuning into a single Bears game at this exact moment. I'm, I'll just wait yeah. for the 2022 draft. I'm so yeah. serious. Uh, like 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 you kind of know what's gonna happen. You kind of know what's gonna happen. Like yeah, we're gonna be last place in the division. That's what's gonna happen. Right, you know, um, and so with this being said, the Bears, they picked up Artie Burns. They signed some linebacker named Kristen Jones. I don't know who he is. Um, and, you know, possibly DeAndre Houston Carson could be a nice nickel guy. Um, he's had an all right career. Um, you know. They, they did sign a tackle from uh, the Broncos. I can't right. think of his, think, think of his think name, his but. Name. Maybe he might be better than what we had. So I, I don't know, man. Right, right, right. And then, you know, Jamon saying in the 22 drive, 2022, Kristen um, Jones, yeah. The name sound familiar, Tori, and sound familiar. And so, um, you know, get him a nice plug-in guy, you know, uh, in case Trevathan get hurt, which he tends to do a lot now. Um, and He's on his know, last leg, man. He is definitely on his last leg, and you know, um, 
who knows, Ryan Pace might go on here and give him a max contract now. He does that type of stuff, so, you know. I mean, um, Pagano had him guarding MVS in the slot and stuff, so, I mean, why not? Right, right, right. Who knows? You know, who knows what it'll be next. And so, um, who was the defensive coordinator? They they could have had so many good candidates, and they – No, I'm, I'm okay with this one. Uh, I forgot his name, but he was actually the only one left that was still around when uh, – He was in the organization, him. right? He was in the organization. Same scheme, so I'm okay with that. I'm okay, okay with that one. Okay, so he does come from a Vic Fangio. Okay, I like that, Dan. If he comes from a Vic Fangio scheme, I like that. Honestly, that yeah. should have been the hire instead of Pagano for those past two years. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. My take. You know, right, but hey, um, this is what it is. And so uh, we will quickly watch a video with the Chicago Bears after we quickly just shout out what the Bears should be doing. And so uh, let's talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, they, Jamar, have brought back the pretty much entire roster of starters, um, including, you know, a lot of the defensive guys from Sue on to JPP. Of course, the Tom Brady re-signed Leonard Fournette yesterday. Um, just, you know, could the Bears maybe take a, I don't know, could they learn something from this? Uh, do not. you like this move from Tampa Bay and does this keep the Bucks as a favorite to repeat? Absolutely. And absolutely. They, they officially mm-hmm. ran it back. They're running it back. Yep. Like they, they took care of business. I think the only one out there that's not back as of right now is Antonio Brown. And I think they're going to get that, uh, fixed or whatnot, but he technically wasn't mm-hmm. a start. He wasn't a starter. Right. But still like, like, have you ever heard of a team, a championship team actually bringing all their starters back across the board? Never heard of it, but this is I, – I, I think this is so smart. It, That's like, leadership at its finest. It started with Tom Brady, Mike Evans took the pay Brady. cut, and everybody just worked it out because it made it seem like it wasn't going to happen because of so many free agents. They, they figured mm-hmm. it out. See, how mm-hmm. – with, with, a, with a, a cap that has been cultivated by COVID and, like, that has been as low as it has been in a long time, with a team with a lot of free agents that could have went to other places, how did they figure it out? They figured it out. Right. Tampa Bay figured it out. Apparently, we haven't because we we decided to get rid of Kyle Fuller for for cap reasons. But yet, the Buccaneers, they figured it out to bring everybody back. Mm-hmm. Granted, these one-year deals is probably a smart thing because next year, this cap is going to explode. And they probably going to yeah. cash out then. Right. But even still, like, see, like, yeah, definitely take a page from their book. I know we're not, but successful franchises definitely take notes yes absolutely and like you said it starts with the leadership tom brady he sacrifices for the team and this is something that has been pointed out guys is that tom brady often wins super bowls you all because he sacrifices for the team he allows guys to come back he'll take a pay cut he'll do whatever he got to do to make sure he wins football games the chicago bears they don't tend to do that they tend to satisfy the organization and what they want, not the fans and not what football games require to win. Period. They don't, they don't, they do not do that. So I love this from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This team was extremely talented. Um, and they will be back next year extremely talented again, with arguably, I feel like really is the best receiver in football. Um, and you put him with a great, great number two backup and Marquise Goodwin. And then you possibly bring back AB, 
AB, we know, uh, is a tremendous sleeper. And this guy is a tremendous offensive threat. Speed is out this world. Leonard Fournette, he came back like he never lost something. Like this guy came back on a vengeance tour this entire season. You put him with the number 27 guy. I can't remember his name. He was a solid back for them this year and had a lot of great games for the Buccaneers. Uh, you bring back Gronk. Uh, and you bring back the ultimate piece, which is Tom Brady. Um, the Buccaneers, they are at the top of my list right now in the NFC. Um, and they have, you know, a little bit of competition with Green Bay and a few other teams, but nobody really seems to be on their level. And so I definitely like the Bucs as a strong favorite uh, to repeat for the NFC. Um, and we'll see what happens with this team, but they look very, very good right now. Um, and so to conclude the early morning sports talk podcast this morning, um, we will do our final thoughts and shout outs um, as we head into the weekend. But before we head into the weekend, we will watch Michael Wilbon's This is a Disaster uh, of the Chicago Bears. And so my final thoughts and shout outs for this weekend and everyone is to be safe. Uh, keep God first. Wear your mask, wash your hands um, and put the guns down um, and everything else will take care of itself. Keep God first. Jamar, any final thoughts as we head into this weekend, brother? By the way, Loyola, Oregon State, uh, today, Sweet 16 today and tomorrow, um, throughout Monday and Tuesday with the Elite Eight. And so looking very, very much to the NCAA tournament. You know what? We have March Madness again. I'm excited. We, we've seen so many upsets. First so round. many. I threw my bracket away the first day, but it's fine. It's fine. I love it. See all these <laughs> diaper dandies and everything else with it. I, I, I love it. March Madness is back. My heart is, is filled with, with madness again. Thank you. Yeah, this is the most wonderful time of the year. And so with that being said, uh, we will pull up a video that will have y'all's Chicago Bears favorite quarterback, Andy Dalton, at the face. And so definitely y'all Chicago Bears. <laughs> Yo, what's good? What's good, cuz? What's good? And so let's begin this video of y'all's Chicago Bears. Talk about the quarterback for your team, the Chicago Bears. And I'll talk <laughs> about the quarterback for the team in the city where I live, the Washington football team. I like Ryan Fitzpatrick. I saw him in college when Harvard came down to play Penn. Always liked him. I think he's a solid professional quarterback. I think he's better than Heineke and better than Kyle Allen, who are incumbents there. I thought last year he was better than Tua in Miami, and we both thought, why did he lose his job? But this other thing also has to be said. He's never been to the playoffs. Never. He has more starts and more victories than any NFL quarterback ever to never get to the playoffs. He's been with eight different teams, and when he's left those teams, his compiled record on each of those teams was not a winning record. So while I like him, I sort of fear that Washington, which made the playoffs, would somehow regress. You know what's going to happen. He's going to have games where he throws five touchdown passes and be all over the highlight reel, and games where he throws four picks and be all over the highlight reel for that reason. I'm angry about the Bears. And I told you they were never getting rust out of Seattle. I, I told you that. Because 
the, the GM isn't competent enough to do that. And they might not want it to give him up anyway in Seattle. But let me just mention that Ryan Pace, the GM I'm about to attack, he chose Trubisky in a draft. He moved up to get him ahead of guys named Watson and Mahomes. Now he's choosing Dalton over Trubisky, who he drafted. Trubisky, who has a record, a record of 29 and 21. For all the grief Trubisky takes as a starter, 29 and 21. Two out of three years in the playoffs, the two out of the last three. Yeah. This is a disaster. Yeah. And it, it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that Dalton is the worst guy in the league. It doesn't mean that. But the Bears yet, this is a franchise that's 102 years old. And they've had like four quarterbacks you'd want in the entire century plus of business. And this guy, Ryan Pace, should be fired if this is all he can do. And his coach, Matt Nagy, because he didn't want to coach Trubisky, he wanted to pine away for his days as an assistant in Kansas City where he had Mahomes as a red shirt. He should be fired because he doesn't want to coach Trubisky. These guys, I've been telling you this for three or four years. Yeah. They are a disaster. They have led to ruin the Chicago Bears. And the Bears aren't always great, but they're not this incompetent. This is awful. So I'm not going to fire Ron Rivera. I'm not going to fire any of the new general managers like Martin Mayhew that Washington has. Fitzpatrick is not the future. He's 38 years old. He's the now. I think he can be like Alex Smith, smart and savvy and competent. And Ron Rivera won't have to worry that every time he takes a snap, he's going to break his leg. I would mention one other thing before we move on. Tyrod Taylor had his lung punctured by the home doctor last year and couldn't play for the Chargers. He's gone to Houston. I don't know what the ramifications are for trading or not trading to Sean Watson, but or that's Russ. an interesting thing Wait a minute, thing Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. He's still the in The Cowboys play. have a quarterback. I mean, the Bears have a quarterback. Who else is on yeah. his list? The Raiders still I, do. I mean, I, I still Saints, think. The Saints resigned Jameis I still think if the Winston. Saints could work a deal. I think if they could. Thank you for watching ESPN on YouTube. For live streaming sports All and right. content, subscribe to ESPN+. All right, well, thank you all for tuning in with us on this morning. We truly, truly appreciate everybody being in tune with us. Uh, we had to, however, uh, talk a little bit about the Bears and just kind of get opinions. And you see how fired up Michael Wilbon was. And so if Michael Wilbon, of all people, is fired up like that, Jamar, then that lets you know what the Bears organization is like. So, with that being said, uh, God bless everyone. Um, you want to have a great weekend, and uh, we thank you all for tuning in with us this morning on uh, March 27, 2021, for the Early Morning Sports Talk podcast. Everyone have a blessed day. Peace. Ciao.